Hey guys, it's your host, Seth Goldstein, with Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. And I have a very juicy, important announcement. Ever wonder how cool and refreshing it would be to hear your own voice on iTunes? Your podcast made at a touch of a button? If you haven't heard about Anchor, you are totally missing out. It's the most easiest way to make a podcast super practical, and best part of all, it's free. It even has creation tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone on the go or computer in the comfort of your own home, guys. What's even better, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with minimum listenership. It's really that easy. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. What are you waiting for? Download your free Anchor app or simply go to anchor.fm to get started. Until next time, thank you. Goodbye. Hey guys, this is Seth Goldstein with another Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. Today we are about to get candid with an awesome, electrifying rock star. Yes, you heard it right. Our first rock star on this platform with Juicy Divas to talk about music, his limo experiences, and what not, whatever's in his brain. Guys, the front man to the fifth fire. It is my pleasure to introduce to you Mr. Mark Ryan. Not to be confused with the British man, Mark Ryan, the author. But the rock star, all-American, purebred, Mr. Mark Ryan. How's it going, buddy? How are you? Good, man. That's the greatest introduction I've ever received. <laughs> Quite the introduction, isn't it, man? Well, yeah, it, it, was, it was lively. It's only fitting, man. And, you know, you are very wise beyond your years, I got to tell you. How long have you oh. been in this band? This band in particular, The Fifth Fire, started in 2010, so it's been 10 years, a little over 10 years now. Wow. And so tell me, you have limo stories with this band? Or, or you know, I mean, you guys have quite a bit of groupies in there and, you know, <laughs> cocaine, lines of cocaine, you know, the stereotype, all oh, that's fun. Tell us all about it. Come on. We want to hear. Oh, man. Um, no, I don't know of any limo per se stories, but lots of tour stories, lots of van stories, lots of uh, a lot lesser uh, luxurious vehicles, shall we say. Right, right. But uh, so you were you're now in Vegas, but you're originally from Kansas. Isn't that right? Yeah, we formed in a small Kansas town, man, in a dilapidated basement, I like to call it. That's beautiful, my man. Great things come. Big gems come from those small little places, little holes in the wall. When you got to Vegas, did you say, Toto, we are not in Kansas anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I said it to Jade, my cat, but yeah, I definitely did. And so, so uh, uh, tell me, buddy, I mean, a little bit background about this band. It got started a few years back, as I understand it, just finished telling us. Um, you know, how long have you been in the band? Um, you know, the band members have there's been has there been a shift? Like, has there been a shift, or you've had pretty much the same lineup, or how does that look like? 
I started the band with uh, a guitar player, and we have probably set the Guinness record for most lineup changes. No kidding whatsoever. Um, it's countless. So it was just kind of a thing that sort of happened. It snowballed after one, and it's it's tough to find people that really commit to something that is becoming more difficult to make a living at as the years go by with streaming and things like that. So, you know, I was always like, well, I'm not going to do anything else for a living. I can't do nine to five, you know, so like I have to do this. So it's, it's either you have to really fully commit or you can't do it at all. So that, that kind of enforces you to have to bring in new people every once in a while because people just can only go so far. They, they fall, they really fall off like flies sometimes because like you said, you know, they have some people just have to work their nine to five and that's not going to cut it for yeah. a band that's on the road. Some people um, have so, kids, they have families, things like that. Too, you know. Well, couldn't they just bring the kids to the show? I mean, <laughs> I, out. I've suggested it, but it apparently doesn't go over too well. So. Right, uh, Mark, man, this is great. We have Mark Ryan from The Fifth Fire. Where does The Fifth Fire come from? It sounds like a very, like, I don't know, man, like a god or something. You know, like the sixth son or something like that. Where does this all <laughs> spawn from, man? Like a magazine or, you know, where'd you... It was just like an epiphany for frying, you know, on some shrooms, gummy bears. <laughs> I, I say more like a transcendental experience. You're taking some peyote in the desert. Um, <laughs> it's actually a dual meaning. It, it, I, I use like to serve whichever one serves the purpose better. The first one, there's a movie called Limitless. And uh, around the time that we formed with Bradley Cooper, and he's able to access a greater percentage of his brain. And I'm going to so tell you, what if? what if all of your senses were completely alert simultaneously and you were like limitless, like you had no, no restrictions, like you could achieve anything. Uh, so the fifth That's, fire is kind of like all five of your senses being alert at the exact same time. That is, that is phenomenal. You're pretty deep, my man. I don't know. Are you sure you're not on any peyotes right now sitting in the <laughs> desert? <laughs> uh, it's a little cold out in the desert for this time of night, Seth, but uh, you know, it, I've had a trip or two. Let's just say that. I'll tell you this. It's loosely prearranged destiny, which you have, man. And I'll tell you why. What we have right now is is actually just that, because I happen to love that movie, man. It, it, you know, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Um, during the quarantine, I, I watched Limitless, watched the shit out of it, like at least two or three times a day. It would bring me, it, would, it was like one of those feel good movies. Like you said, it right. makes you feel like there's no limits. You know, sky is right. the limit. And it's really um, underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. And, and it was pretty freaking amazing, man. I mean, diabolical. It was crazy. Um, yeah. So you have this band. Um, you've been on the road. You've, you've accomplished quite a bit. I'm imagining a few years, but then suddenly um, Corona COVID hits and now what does that look f like for you guys? Did well, it stop uh, you guys at all? I mean, I'm... Yeah, I mean, we had just got to Vegas when Corona hit, and we were kind of, like, rebuilding here. So that just threw, like, you know, we were looking for a couple of members, and so that just got completely put on pause. So we kind of focused on some acoustic stuff, and that's basically what we're still doing up to this point until things kind of clear up and, and get back to normal, quote-unquote. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. So you you went to Vegas. Tell the truth, you went to Vegas and got married uh, at the White Little Chapel. 
<laughs> and then immediately decided, you know what, this is not going to work out. And, and you, and you got it, you got it, the whole thing annulled. And then you decided I'm going to fucking get the band together again. <laughs> and then COVID says, fuck you. And sticks the biggest fucking middle finger ever at your face. It says, no, not tonight, buddy. <laughs> Something like that, man. It was pretty close. Yeah. We uh, we toured through here a few years ago, and I fell in love with it. And, um, you know, being in Kansas is just not really entertainment central. So we knew we needed something a little right. more colorful, so to speak. So I said, why not Vegas? And uh, here we right. are. So is it is it, you would say, um, uh, you know, on that same topic, like, what are the crowds like? I mean, in Kansas or anywhere else versus, like, Vegas and L.A., you know? I mean, you know. It really depends on the city. Like, um, you know, it depends. Like, a lot of them see a lot. Like, in California, you have to really stand out, you know, because they've seen everything. Places in Kansas, like Texas, they like their, you know, they like their metal. They like their country. In Texas, they're very lively. Um, It just depends on the place. Vegas, you're going to get a lot of different types of crowds. You're going to have your, uh, you know, your music crowds. You're going to have your, uh, your just the clubbers crowds, you know, just for lack of a better term. So it's really just, it's kind of like gambling, man. Just like Vegas. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, you're in the right place. It is a gamble, but um, so these days you're doing acoustic, right? And um, acoustic, uh, it, it really allows you to sort of kind of be the one man band, if you will. Right. You don't really need an entire band. Mm. Yeah, it's a little limiting at times. You know, there's places you can't go, but I think there's a purity that comes along with it, too, that really, for me, when I listen to acoustic versions of songs of, of, of bands and an artist that I love, I feel like I understand it on a more intricate level, if that makes any sense. Sure, absolutely. I felt like I fell in love with, and who hasn't, you know, with um, Every Rose Has Its Thorn, you know, and um, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's phenomenal when he plays it in um acoustic and then you know i i like obviously um david bowie's um heroes um that yeah. live version you know they're all great but then suddenly there's an acoustic version out there i don't know if you knew um yeah. it's mind-blowing dude mind-blowing yeah. brother i mean it just it's out of this world it's fucking bananas dude um you gotta listen to it but yeah it, it definitely connects you more speaking of connecting dude it's like how you're a fucking electrifying rock star, man. I mean, I was watching some of these videos. Holy shit. And you know, my favorite song, right? It's a new day. Um, oh, I appreciate it, bro. Oh, I mean, among a few others, it's just, that's the one I feel most connected to in terms of, I'm going to say the music genre, like that style of music is one I really, really can identify with. I don't know on some level, I, I do have a little musical background, but it's not really about me. It's about you today. So, um, we'll have we'll bring you back on if that's okay for part two, and then we could talk about me, and I could brag and say how better of a guitarist I am than you. <laughs> no, I'm totally. I love you, man, and I'm sure yeah. you are. <laughs> oh man, no way, nowhere near. Um, so who's your like like I mean you know biggest I would say you know musical inspirations or influences. Um, I mean, in and this could be past, present, and now. I mean, you know, it's gone in phases for me. Like when I started, my core was. Uh, the Doors, Jim Morrison, Nirvana, Kurt Cobain, Rage Against the Machine, Guns, Led Zeppelin, The Velvet Underground. Uh, later on in the years, it became uh, The White Stripes, The Killers, Joy yeah. Division, Radiohead, Smashing right. Pumpkins. 
Uh, recently, I've gotten into bands like Brand New. So I just go in phases. It's like a Picasso thing. Right. You know, I go into phases and yeah. I'll just get into them and I'll just absorb everything they have for a long period of time. And then it kind of just stays yeah. with me as I continue my journey. Exactly. So and, and it also helps you to not get jaded on one specific genre. Like you listen to the hell out of like the doors. And after a while, you feel like, holy shit, it's good. But like, I got to put it down for today and pick up yeah. some different type of band. I don't know if you, do you get that. Man, I said from the beginning that I wanted us to be the most eclectic band that we could because I'm into so many different styles. Like, you know, yeah. I, I like old school, yeah. you know, raw country. I like pop. I like hip hop. I like, you know, house music. You're, I love European, you know. You're preaching to the choir, man. We're the same one in the same. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. Post-punk, um, you know, everything, man. Which which then, yeah, it, it, it begs the question as to, like, um, I was, you know, why aren't more bands like your band? You know, they're very diversified, if will, if you will, your band anyway, uh, versus others that are like one cookie cutter. And I think in today's society where you and I kind of, I, I feel like we're almost the same age and we grew up with Rage, with all these other bands and hip hop and whatnot. I mean, it's a plethora of music. Why stick to one specific genre, right? And you can have the entire yeah, thing. Yeah, because I was... I was always curious, and I think what happens there a lot is people want to be around like-minded people and be like, okay, these are my people. But I right. see that causes a lot of issues, and it causes a lot of segregation in a sense. It may be a strong word, but I'm our trip has always been inclusion and unity and bringing right. people together as opposed to keeping ourselves in these little groups or cliques yeah. or whatever. And you notice, and do you also find, Mark, that in the olden days, it was more so than now? Because like in the olden days, we're growing up, like, dude, if you were a metalhead, you fucking stunk like a metalhead. You look like, <laughs> like fucking like a metalhead. You look like the dude in, in, in what is in, uh, uh, you know, Bender in the fucking, was it the Breakfast Club? You look like that guy. You acted like him. There was a sense of like, you like you said, you know, you kind of go with the herd, you know, like that's yeah. your gang. We're so compartmentalized. Nowadays, do in part, and I would say, I mean, I mean, it probably have to be do a lot a lot to do with the internet, the world, you know, internet age and of technology where it kind of closed that gap. I think you the know? definition of a metalhead has evolved over the years and become something totally different than it was like maybe during our heyday, you know, to where yeah. I felt, I felt, um, I, I felt like I was connected to it back then. I don't know if I feel as connected to that, you know, that, that uh, definition or interpretation as much anymore because it's evolved. And all things do, um, and they take on yeah. different accoutrements and so forth. So, yeah, absolutely. Everything should evolve, right? At the end of the day, if not, you stay behind, right? <laughs> yeah, if you're not, if you're not growing, you're dying. So, yeah, ain't that the truth? Uh, so, um, you know, and I said, you know, what about if you could? Okay, so let's say if you could roll back or you know turn back the hands of time, um, you know, somewhere in the past, like what band would you have wanted to grace the stage with, man? Oh man, it's a tough question. Any given time, um, I would say I can make a choice, a choice, a, 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 choice, a case for Joy Division. Um, oh yeah, maybe Bowie, oh, uh, Lou Reed. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm gonna say maybe either Radiohead or uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, yeah, real great frontman, that Corey guy, huh? He's a good dude. Yeah, 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 just uh, I love his yeah. voice, man. A lot of people, a lot of people are kind of polarized by it, but I've always thought it's really beautiful and um, kind of imperfectly yeah. perfect. Yeah, right, right. As such as life, right? Absolutely. Um, and so, 
it's a good segue for me to go into, you know, I, I, I you know, we both have a, uh, you know, um, uh, a deep admiration for, for, for Zeppelin and that'd yeah. be one of my favorite bands. Um, um, you know, I, I don't know if I mentioned in passing, but, uh, you know, that my English teacher, uh, or professor at that point, right. I was in college. She was, uh, she was a front woman for a band, little band called Sweetwater. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. Opened, yeah. They opened, they opened for everyone else in that, in that, in that, um, on that bill. And, you know, she partied with a lot of people and she told me she partied with Led Zeppelin. And I was like, dude, fuck everything else. You said, I just want to know about the party. Um, so yeah, I would have loved to like been able to have seen Led Zeppelin live, you know, I mean, wow. Just, just amazing. Um, so yeah, I mean, your music is great because it get I get all that from out of, out of you know when I'm listening to to the Fifth Fire, I get um, you know, I get the punk, you know what I mean? Right. I get you know, I get the just the alternative music from like the '90s. I Absolutely. get the Smashing Pumpkins, the Rage. Suddenly, um, yeah. suddenly it's a little bit of Danzig in there, dude. It's yeah, great. later years. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Misfits. Uh, like yeah, you're a big Misfits fan, also, huh? Absolutely. Actually, no. It's not that I don't like them. I just never really kind of came into contact with them. Um, yeah. And then you kind of realize, like, wow, that I could. You know, I think that Danzig was really influenced by Jim Morrison. Um, yeah, and I, so know, I was all that. Yeah, and so was I. And so you don't really realize it until you come in and I'm like, wow, I'm listening wow. to like hybrid theory. I'm listening to like, uh, you know, I can't remember hybrid, uh, something, I, you know, one of the misfits song and then die, die, my darling. We actually covered that. So it, it wasn't until recently. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't until recently that I really got into them. And, um, yeah, so it was just, it's like, wow, you know, you don't really realize how much you have in common with somebody and then you hear it. It's pretty mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah, I saw you on stage in one of the um, uh, I forget which song it is, and suddenly you give me this like Danzig vibe, and I go, "Holy shit, Danzig!" I see Danzig. <laughs> I, I love his great voice. Stuff. I think he's got such a great baritone, less stage presence, things like that. He really does. Speaking of stage presence, my man, I want to know, you know, because there's like a synergy. I mean, it all kind of works together complements one another i mean without the you know the folks wanting to see more of you you know screaming at the top of their lungs you know then right. you guys feel compelled to fucking rock out i mean you know when you're up there you must feed off that energy right you know it's something that we always man it's like the most important thing in entertainment for me or art is to feel it you can hear it you can see it and those are that's great but when you feel it you can't, it's intangible. You can't really explain it. But when you feel it, and it was like, so we want them to feel it like we're feeling it. And I remember I saw Zach De La Rocha. I ordered Woodstock 99 on pay-per-view and I saw Zach De La Rocha okay. from uh, Rage and I saw him sure. change my life. I was like, wow, I didn't even know that was possible to reach that sort of catharsis as a performer yeah. and to yeah. channel all those emotions concurrently into something that was like just the shooting star coming out of his chest. It's fucking powerful. It's mind blowing. Yeah. 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 He's, he is something else, man. I mean, the but guy I knew really that I want to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Right there. I was like, a, that's the feeling I want to have every day of my life, every night of my life. Yeah. But if you ever get like, do you ever get jaded? Do you ever feel like, fuck this? I'm dropping the mic. I'm not doing this anymore. Is oh, countless ever, like, times, that? man. 
yeah, you get burned yeah. out and you get, there's a lot of politics and just the business itself has, you're in, you know, you know, entertainment, man, you, you've worked around, you know, movie stars and actors yeah. and there's a lot sure. of toxicity in it, and there's a lot of corruption and I'm not really down with that, you know, but you kind of, as you know, you've got to kind of spin the web and make your way through the maze. And sometimes yeah. I get really like, you know, I, I get really like uh, pushed away by that. Tired of the bullshit. Yeah. You know? yeah. Totally. I get really overwhelmed by it. And I'm like, all right, fuck this. I got to, I got to step back. So. Yeah. And so, and so this is all you're dedicating yourself to, right? Like the nine to five, 24 seven, it's, it's you being a rock star, right? And you're just putting your whole heart into the music. Yeah, it has been. Um, I, I've taken up blogging and some writing over the years, and I've been trying to break into acting since coming out here out in the West. Um, but it'll always be my primary pursuit just because when you put that much time into something, it's always going to be your number one. I mean, everything else is going to fall totally. just below it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And right. I still enjoy it after all these years, man. It's a, the one thing you still enjoy is creating and performing, especially. So those things never I, really I go away. Yeah. I, I, agree, I agree with you 100%. I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, you you feel like if you can collab, the amount of people you make, because you have a shitload of fans and friends and people you have met throughout the time that you're on stage. And I think all that feeds you, you know, it feeds you, it feeds your ego. You feel like I need this. It's like the, the bloodline. It's what keeps you going. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it, it, I think especially when you're younger, like as you get older, I think it's become, I, I really... I get off on telling stories and saying mm -hmm. something, you know, and, and, and doing something in a way that hasn't been done before, or, you know, mostly just connecting with people on a deeper level. I think that it becomes that, you know, cause I, I think Bob Dylan said, you can't really be a rock star and an artist. They're two different, um, they're two different mediums, you know, they contradict one another. Yeah. So at a different right. time you have to change them, but I think we're always trying to kind of combine them, you know, because we yeah. need the success, Absolutely. we need the visibility to be able to, to do it. Um, but we also want to have that credibility of being an artist. So. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, Mark, that, I mean, it's, it's gotta be crazy. Did it ever like, um, dawn on you when you were a kid? Like, when did it, when did you get this blog of like, I want to do music? How early were, you know, when you're like in diapers? Like, I mean, no, man, I was like 13 and we were moving around a lot. I was moving and we weren't really military, but, you know, we had a pretty bohemian family and we were moving from school to school. And it was really it was giving me a lot of social issues and anxiety because I had to, like, make new friends everywhere I went. And I'm kind of an introvert. Right. I, I have an extroverted side, but you're still trying to figure out who you are at that age. And I'm like, sure. you know, screw this. I need to, like, find something that I can dedicate my life to. Because I, I remember this Einstein voice, like, you know, if you want to be happy, attach yourself to a goal, not a person. And I said, what can I do that's going to challenge me, but is also going to give me joy on a daily basis that I think I'll be somewhat halfway decent at? And music just kept popping up like, this is it. This is it. Um, I was yeah. going, you know, through a lot of changes and it was the one thing that was there for me to kind of console me, you know, when sure. sometimes you don't, you, you want company, you want a tribe, but they're not there. But music was sure. kind of like that for me. It transformed me to a different place, gave me an identity. I enjoyed it, but I was challenged by it. And I was like, mm -hmm. pretty much from there, I never looked back. Fantastic. And I'm glad you did him, by the way, because um, Reverb Nation, you guys have quite the following. Let me tell you. I mean, you have thousands of followers. And one of the songs 
that I am particularly fond of, like I said, is a new day that I'm going to be playing um, shortly. But right before that, I would like to also ask you, are you, um, are you okay? So where are you headed? In which direction? I mean, things are going to start looking better. Hopefully you'll be able to tour. I mean, is there any possible way? I mean, the near, you know, in the not so, so far distant, you know, future where you can, you know, potentially have like drive-in concerts. You ever thought about that? Um, I've seen them. Um, Actually, we're slowly getting back here. We've got a live stream this Friday that we're going to, you can go to our Facebook page and watch it from there. But I've actually got a couple of acoustic gigs booked. It's like, they're kind of slowly starting to do the restaurants and the bars, not so much the full band thing, but just kind of like the, the acoustic or the solo artist. So we're kind of easing back into that. I've learned enough over the years to not, because I, then I used to really be like very stringent about my goals and be like, I was very tunnel vision. Like this is how we're going to yeah. do it. And that's how I'm going to get there. And I'm sure I was right, probably right, not right. the easiest person to be around uh, under that guise. <laughs> um, but you know, that was, that was what worked for me. But so I've learned to take right. it a day at a time right now. We're working on a new album. We've done EP, LP, EP. So this is going to be an LP, which means it's going to be a full length album. Uh, we've oh, got wow. about that's 75. Happening. Yeah. We've got about 75% of the songs written and you know, we, I really want to get out and do some more touring, maybe step outside U.S. soil a little bit. That's something we wanted to do for a long time we haven't been able to do. So I'm really hoping to do that eventually. That's my long-term big big pipe dream goal. And, and like, you tasted some sort of success. What what do you consider success, and how do you measure success? Um, freedom, um, active, being active, um, having many as many people interested in what you're doing as you are doing it. Um, just being able to do what you do and have the means to continue to do it. That to me is success. Um, cause you know, there's different levels and, and some days you'll be really hot and you know, other years you'll be not so much. Um, and that's kind of the game, right. you know, it's, uh, you, you make something you're like, okay, well that was cool. And then how do we follow it up? That's, that's kind of the fun part to me is like, well, how do we, you know, like with Bowie, like we talked about, he would come out a completely different door every time after an album. <laughs> so reinventing yourself is, exactly. is really the name of the game, right? Also. I, I think so. I feel so. I feel that makes it more interesting to follow that artist uh, progression. Yeah, that's fantastic. Cause it's not very linear. So, you know, so because, you know, life is, is like that. It teaches you that things happen, um, you know, in, in, in not in any particular order. So before you know it, you know, you're, you're like someplace else and you wouldn't imagine. And you're like, Holy shit, I'm here now. How did that even happen? And that was like, you know, and there's a level of frustration that comes along with, with having all these expectations, uh, if you will. So it's best to allow, just, just allow things to take its course and, and, you know, follow the process as they say allow it to just happen right are you a believer in the law of attraction by the way i am man i am man i watched the secrets about five six years ago when i was really in the thick of that we had just gotten our record deal when i saw the the secret and um you know of course just like anybody else it changed my perception completely so i try to exercise as much as i can and you know the thing is if i was ever to give anybody advice and be like you're gonna get frustrated and you're gonna get deluded and you're you're gonna you know you're gonna do the same things every other human does even if you uh you subscribe to this theory you know but just remember this theory still exists and it's still out there and it's still there for you to yeah. utilize you know. And and how does it feel like it must be a killer rush to have like a song 
kind of, you know, shoot up in, in the, you know, whether it's on like Instagram or all these other platforms that are out there nowadays, TikTok, people are doing, you know, your song somehow gets out there and people are playing and say, hey, or they come up to you and say, man, that song changed my life. You have no idea. <laughs> this is a sense of gratification. It's mind blowing. How do you deal with that, with that and not, you know, getting so big headed that you can't come out through the doorway, so to speak? <laughs> well, I think it's more when you're young. I think there's a lot of that that comes with that and you get really giddy over it and you know, you you deal with it in that way. Anymore it's kind of a fun thing for me because I'm kind of like which one are they really going to cuz sometimes I'll be surprised on which one like people will say, "Oh, that's my favorite song from the record." And I'm like, "Really? That one?" And I'm like, "Okay, that's cool." You know, I love them all like they're my kids. I'm not I don't like one over the other. But sometimes right. I'm surprised like, "Wow, that's the one that took off, huh?" Okay, that's cool. Cool. You know, <laughs> are you but, are you solely the the and i didn't mean to cut you off by the way are no, you no, solely no. the you're the only one writing the lyrics or what's the lyric process how does that what does that look like is it like a collaboration or everybody collectively or the band members the that years, is i've taken about mostly 100 percent the lyrics we've had a couple of occasions where other members have written songs that they brought in and they they wrote the lyrics for um but i mostly write the lyrics i write about 40 to 50 percent of the music sometimes give or take more so um, but that's more of a collaborative effort. But usually all the lyrics are mine, yeah. Right. Are you are, are you now married, um, single? What's your status? Um, you know, I don't want you I, getting in trouble with my next question. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> I, I'm engaged. Uh, I'm actually celebrating my anniversary. Uh, well, my, my, my anniversary of being in a, in a committed relationship that led to this month. So I'm engaged at right now. That's my status. Fantastic. And, and you know what? If we reach a point in our lives where that's, that's like, finally we've arrived, you know, we don't want anything other than that. And you know, you made the right choice. That person stands by you through ups and downs and not always in bed. Unfortunately, but they stick by you, no matter what. <laughs> right? I noticed so, that, uh, especially in men's cases, when they get married, they, their success seems to accelerate. I don't know what it is. I think it's yeah. being grounded. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And um, that's that's great, great, uh, you know, advice that we're giving both you and I together, giving this advice out. Now, groupies, you had groupies over the period of time. I'm sure you had one or two or maybe three or a few groupies that have uh, hung around. I mean, what is that like? <laughs> um, you know, I used to be quite the, uh, I used to, let's just say this. I used to be quite the huntsman and uh, all the, <laughs> everybody in my life is quite aware of that. Um, I used to definitely enjoy the chase. Um, I think with anything that becomes kind of diluted because it's, it's really one of those things that you realize it's only so real, you know, like yeah. sex symbolism and things like that. It only has so much basis in reality. Um, sure. so yeah, I, I don't know if I'll share any crazy stories or anything like that. I don't know if I have any to share, but, um, <laughs> there, there have definitely been, you know, we were young men and, uh, yeah. and, you know, and, and, the, and we've had women in the group too. Um, so, you know, and they've, yeah, that's right. Different into, into the spectrum, but, that. um, yeah, we were young yeah. men and we, we, we wanted to have fun and, and we did. <laughs> yeah. And you squeezed every inch of your masculinity out with all these girls. <laughs> Well, we tried to put some in a lockbox and, and, and freeze it, and you know, that's yeah, that's it. that's what you want. That's that's what you want to do. I'm glad you didn't squeeze it all because now you're you're about to get hitched, and I'm happy about that. Um, so let me ask you something else, uh, Mark. Um, so with regards to uh, children, any children in uh, in the you know, works? No, man, it's just not been in the cards for me up to this point. I'm open to it, but I just yeah. don't – it's one of those things I just don't think it's in the cards for me anytime soon. If it is one day, great. I'm open to it, but just not not on the table right now. 
Fantastic. And um, what are your handles in terms of, you know, Instagram, social media? Where can people find you? There's people itching, I'm sure, to know where they can uh, find you and the band. The Everywhere, slash fifth fire. Like you mentioned, that's where you're going to find all of our music, all of our videos, all of our history. Uh, Facebook.com slash the fifth fire. You will be able to find us on there doing a live stream this Friday, 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. So, yeah, uh, Instagram.com. Uh, it's the five th fire. Uh, those are our main ones. I know we're on Twitter as well and YouTube as well. Definitely check us out on YouTube. Need as many subscribers on there as we can get. Absolutely, we well, definitely will. Um, let me uh, ask you about. I'm about to play a new day, and we're unfortunately I ran out of time almost, and so we're gonna say our goodbyes. We hate to do this. I know you're coming back on for part sure. two of this because we have a lot to talk about, man. We haven't even yeah, we gotta talk about you, Seth. Yeah, next time we're gonna turn it around on me, okay? <laughs> so I, you'll be, yeah, sure, absolutely. I have no freaking problem with that whatsoever. I can tell you stories after stories of all the limo, uh, you know, people I've driven, celebs, and stuff I've done. You know, um, yeah, it's yeah. pretty rock and roll. Anxious, um, man. But Anxious to hear. Yeah, you you will trust me. You're getting a whole earful about, of it. I'm just, uh, very soon, actually. <laughs> but tell me about a new day. A new day. What? What? It's obviously it's a new day. It sounds fresh, brand new. It's refreshing. Something new, like clean slate. Was that on your mind? What inspired you to create a new day? Um, just real quick here, man. I know we are, we're running out of time. Um, I recently did a blog on my favorite uh, for the ten year anniversary. My ten favorite Fifth Fire songs um, in order, and I a new day is number one. Not necessarily <laughs> because I like it the most musically. But because that song really kind of saved the band, we had had a guitar player who was with me for, who was like a brother to me, who were like, he was with me for about three years. And, you know, he really helped shape the sound of the band. And we kind of just went through this, you know, Lennon and McCartney breakup. And it was, it was definitely very deep for me. And I was like, wow, you know, it's really going to change the entire trajectory of the band because he helped yeah. define so much of the sound. And right, right around that time, um, I was going through, you know, different forms of entertainment that I was pulling from. And I'm like, you know, it was a new day. It was a new dawn. A, a little bit of it's about like people who are afraid of success because I was kind of angry. Right. And I was like, here we are getting to this place where we're kind of hitting this, you know, crescendo. And it's like now yeah. people are pulling away and it was really upsetting yeah. me. And so I had to exercise those feelings. But mostly it's about optimism and saying, hey, it's a new day. It's a new dawn. There's always a tomorrow. And you can do more with Beautiful. it than you did with any yesterday. Yep. Wow. What an inspiring interview this has been, man. Wow, <laughs> like no you. other. I'll I tell you. And, and I appreciate your words. I mean, honestly, um, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. Uh, yours truly, Seth Goldstein. Truly honored. Seth, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Seth, thank you for giving me the platform to talk, man. It really means a lot to me. Uh, uh, sincerely. I'm, I'm super excited to have you on. I know we're going to have you again for part two. We're, we're stuck at the hip now. We're, you know, good bros. Um, I'll be at your, I'll be at your wedding, by the way. I'm probably most likely be <laughs> your best man, bro. You know, you just don't know that yet. Now um, hey, you're so, in the running, man. You're on a short list. <laughs> thank you. A new day. I uh, with no further ado. I'm going to play this song once again. Where can they find you? The people that are listeners, where can they find Mark, Mark Ryan's band? Um, not the actor, Mark Ryan. Well, you are an actor, but you're a musician first. And right. you're a hell of a musician. And guys, yeah. if you haven't heard their music yet, you haven't lived the day in your life. The name of the band is called The Fifth Fire. I'm going to just go ahead and fire it off. 
a new day. Thank you, Seth. Thank you.